Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcoming everybody to Believe in Chargers. That's Lorenzo Neal. I'm born in his heart. It feels like yesterday, Lo and I were, were, were sulking over that lost playoff game against the Jags. But again, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. And now it's time for NFL draft season. I know it's been a month or so, Lo, but how's life treating you, my good friend? You know what? It's great. Born a mission, my guy. I know, shoot, it's been a hectic year. Baseball season is on and cracking and kicking. And we've seen freaking college basketball was unbelievable women's and men san diego how about the dandy san diego they were the, they were they were a march madness dandy baby they're a dandy baby they were freaking fighting made it all the way to the finals i mean i just think sports what we have is sports i mean when when the crazy world we live in sports always kind of give you some reality or just give you that oh. escape i, I freaking love sports the nba is rocking you're watching a team you look at air i've been watching Friggin' Sacramento, the Kings, they used to call it. It's roaring at one center. Sacramento is on fire. How about Mike Brown? Leaves the Warriors. He knows those men. Everyone on that team love Mike Brown. They love what he what he brought to the team. And now he's over there, you know, and now he's a, now he's a going against the Warriors. Yeah. And so it, it, it feels great. It's, a, it's, it's interesting. So I'm pulling for either team. It really doesn't matter. But I wish those two teams wouldn't have been playing the first round. Absolutely. And, and, and speaking of the first round, it, it, it's it's pretty unbelievable. We have the NFL draft you know, coming up here very shortly. And I think this comes at a time for the Los Angeles Chargers where there is a lot of needs for this team. And, and a few of them, I, I guess we can start with the first one is, it, well, there's, there's two glaring needs for me. Number one is tight ends. And number two is that edge position. So with the Chargers at the tight end scenario low, here's kind of the deal. You know, they haven't really had a bread and butter OG notorious tight end since your guy Gatesy. And it's yeah. been a, a very long time. And I think I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the impact value of tight end in football. Because yeah, you I have think guys exactly. like George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Kelsey. But after that, there's a drop off. Is it worth significantly investing first round capital in a tight end? You know, if you can find a guy like Kelsey and look, look where the Niners found George Kittle. Hey, diddle, diddle, kittle down the middle. Fourth round, third round. So it wasn't like they gave up a lot of draft capital to get him. So sometimes you can find a sleeper. Take Antonio Gates, for instance. I was there with Gatesy when he came from Kent State. He was on the basketball team, for heaven's sake. Borna, he didn't even play football at Kent State. He, I remember just watching this kid when he was at COS, College of Sequoia, right here in Visalia, California, playing basketball. The kid hadn't played football since high school. Wow. And look at a Hall of Famer. Look what he did with the Chargers. Come in as a tight end. Guy comes on practice squad, and he goes on to be a Hall of Famer, all pro type of uh, all pro tight end. So I don't know. I know I know the Chargers are high on Notre Dame's tight end, you know, a junior that's coming out, Michelle Myers. And it's going to yep. be interesting to see, you know, what happens. Is that that type of guy? I don't know. But if he's a junior coming out, he must have some pretty strong indications, he and his agent, that some there's there's some teams that are going to be after him because as a junior, it's very rarely you're not coming out if you're not first or second round. Yeah, and and I think this Michelle Meyer guy has to be some huge prospect if, if you're going to go in the first round. And you make up a good point about tight ends. There's another guy named Sam Laporta you know, from Iowa who's projected to go in the back end of the second round. There's been two universities who have just been pumping out tight ends. One's the University of Iowa, the, Iowa, the other's Penn State. There is some substance to that. If there's a kid who's going to Iowa, 
I, 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 I'm going with that track record. I, I don't know George Kittle. Where did he go to school? I thought he went to Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. Kittle's an Iowa guy. Iowa, um, exactly. Oh, uh, so Purdy's you know, an it, Iowa guy. Purdy, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's so it's really interesting. I think Gesicki's another one of those guys. So it's it's very interesting to see kind of what happens at the tight end scenario. Now, on the flip side for the Chargers, low, you could also be arguing that they need another edge rusher and. You know, for a few reasons, you know, Khalil Mack's getting older. He's not under contract for a long time. Joey Bosa's good when he's on the field, but he's proven that, you know, he's had some injury history. And Joey Bosa ain't getting any younger either. You know, the Chargers could really consider using their first-round pick low on an elite young edge rusher. You know, what does that mean? Does that mean a guy like Miles Murphy from Clemson, who's a projected top pick? I don't know what they want to do, but where do you stand in terms of this team if you're looking at edge rusher versus tight end? What are your thoughts on potentially looking at an edge rusher in the first round? Yeah, I look at Miles Murphy and you think about, you know, I know Buffalo's picking at 27. They think that he might slide there, but if the Chargers wanting, do you trade back a couple picks and, and you know, and and maybe pick, pick him up later and maybe see if you can get something if you know just as long as you're in front of Buffalo? And so it's going to be interesting just to see what they're going to do. They have no draft capital to get both. Can they trade in position and get back in that first round at 26 or 25 and just to see if they can get both? Because I think you do need both. I think, like you said, both in, in Cleo Mack, let's face it, I mean, these guys, they're not spring chickens. They, nope. they, they, they they can get hurt because you're you're hybrid. They're playing a lot of plays and a lot of snaps. Mm-hmm. So injury injuries can happen. We saw Joy Bosa, how many injuries this guy's happened over his career. He's really good on third down, but you want to make sure you have some guys and don't fall off, you know. So I think that you could use both and a tight end. Let me tell you about a tight end. A tight end is a quarterback's best friend. He's that chain mover. He's that guy that's going to get that first down, get to the sticks and sit down and be that type of, you know, offensive weapon and you also want him out in space that he can run so when he takes that first step the linebacker has to move with him and now he can reach him and block him to set up the zone for zone runs so a tight end if he's a good pass route runner and he's got you know has a little has a little you know has a little weight in his ass and he's got a little something in his back pocket that he can sit down and, and pass block too it's hard to find tight ends like that because when you are like a kittle what makes Kittle so good is his quickness, his quickness off the ball, and he can release. And because he's so quick off the ball, mm. it makes him a good blocker because teams don't know if he's going out for a pass, if he's not going to run blocking you, because you don't want to get reached, so you take that mm. step. So he doesn't have those huge kind of collisions. So if you have that type of tight end, you got to expend some draft capital. I understand that, you know, the tight ends you can get late. But do you want to take a gamble and experiment or just get a guy if he has those tangibles right now? You try to go get him. It's a it's a it's a really really interesting question, Lorenzo Neal. You know, it's I think a lot of Charger fans will, will would be questioning if they took a time in the first round, but I think you just hope they can hit. And there's another guy, Dalton Kincaid, who's at the University of Utah. There's a lot of you know star-studded tight end talent at the top of this draft, and even in, on on day two. One thing we know is this: with, with the day and age of the National Football League, teams are going to be reaching for quarterbacks very early on in the draft. What does that mean? That means it moves a lot of good players down a notch, down two notches, down three notches, because you already know who's going to get picked before the Chargers. You already know C.J. Stroud is. You already know Bryce Young is. You already know Anthony Richardson is, right? You probably know um, Will Lovis is, right? There's probably four or five quarterbacks that are going to be taken before the Chargers even pick. So 
when you're really looking at it, the Chargers are picking 21st, but they're pseudo really picking like 16th or 17th because they're not in the quarterback's <clears> market. So I, I think it's really interesting to see who they're going to take. A lot of people argue, and a lot of people question Tom Telesco when he was drafting, is what are the Chargers going to do in terms of addressing their wide receiver position? You know, Keenan Allen is not an explosive playmaker, but he is a chain mover, and he's so important. Mike Williams, sure, he gives you that 50-50 contested catch ball, but he doesn't, you know, blow the socks off the defense, right? He's not a, a barn burner. He's not going to get behind the last line of defense. The Chargers potentially could be looking for somebody who can be that explosive playmaker, right? That Chris Olave, that Jamison Williams, right? That, you know, that Garrett Wilson that we all saw in last year's draft. But those are risky low because those are risky guys. You never know if you're going to hit on those picks. But if you do hit on those picks, oh my goodness, it's going to make this offense that much scarier. But look, yeah. it's tough because there's a lot of positional needs, right, for this team on an offensive standpoint. But you could have argued that the problem was defensively as well. So put on your GM thinking cap here. What do you want to do with the 21st pick in round one? Yeah, you, you know, I'm looking, and I, I know that, you know, looking at Daryl Washington, you know, Georgia tight end, you know, he's, here's another guy that's big, run block, do some of the things, can, you know, know the Bengals have shown interest and in, talking about that's where he might fall to. It's a 28th pick. So, you like you said, I think that there's going to be a plethora of tight end, but another junior. So, this goes to show you there's some talented juniors that are in this draft, especially at the tight end position. For me, it's like, hey, look, how do you build and how do you win? You win football games in the trenches. That's why you're talking about elite pass rushers. You're talking about offensive line. And a tight end is an extension of the offensive line. You want someone that's going to be able to be able to reach guys, be able to block, run block. I look at this team. They do have to be more physical and more consistent in the trenches, offensively and defensively. You saw the ineffectively mm -hmm. running the ball. You know, Eckler's an edge runner. Eckler's great out in space. Don't know if he's coming back. There's a lot of unknown. So do you have what you need? Your tackle was hurt. Your offensive line, you know, they struggled at times. So I look at this team. I, I'm the GM. Looking at the GM, I'm for me, I'm building in the trenches. I'm going to continue to get better in the trenches because I don't know if I have my offensive line or my defensive line solidified because you have lost some players. That's very interesting. And you take a look at the interior defensive line for the Chargers. Sure, they're able to re-sign someone like Morgan Fox. But listen, Austin Johnson, Ogbania, they're both coming off significant knee injuries. Braden Fajoko left the Chargers. So that's a really interesting point. It's like, it's not sexy, but the interior defensive line is is thin. And, very thin. And, and, and what did Lo and I talk about all offseason? The inability to stop the run. We've been talking about that for two years. Has yes. been detrimental to this football team. So I know it's fun to mock draft Bijan Robinson. I know it's fun to mock draft Michael Meyer, but those guys aren't going to help us from pulling our hair when we're allowing six yards per carry late Absolutely. in October. Right. And, but, 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 but this is something that is very tough because it's not a sexy pick, but it's very important that they hit on this pick. You know, they tried that hit with Jerry Tillery. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for the kid, you know, not his fault, lots of reasons, but you're hoping that you can find a guy who can just, be a, a menace and just eat up the run. Take a look at what Cameron Hayward has been to the Pittsburgh Steelers over the last decade. And yeah. as he got and as he got older, what did he do? He even developed a nice pass rush as he got older. But lo, the reason no one ever talks about Cam Hayward is because he's just getting paid a ton of money and stopping the run all the time. You want somebody that you don't even think about, and he's just there for twelve years. Amen. That that, that analogy you just did, Borna, was beautiful because Cam Hayward. You look at when, and I loved his father, the great Ironhead when. 
played fullback the same position. You know, who that say they're going to beat them Saints? He was at the New Orleans Saints. I loved Ironhead. But you look at Cam Hanworth, the way that he stops, eats up space, the way he gets at the quarterback, he can control the defensive line. They have to double and triple team him. You're absolutely right. When you have a space eater, a guy that can play in a 3-4 or a 4-3, because a lot of guys can't play in a 3-4, three down, three down linemen, four outs, four linebackers, and you at the, the center takes on guards and got to take on both guards and take off the center. So when you're playing that, well, Cam Hanworth would play and still can make noise and be a wreck and be a habit. That's saying something because a lot of teams go to a four down line. They go a four down, a four three, because they really have four defensive linemen in there to kind of eat up some more space. But when you're the Steelers and you got a guy like Cam, he eats up space. And when you got a guy that dominant, yeah, you draft, you you go ahead and you draft. And you, you, you look at this, uh, this Charger team. If there's a guy that's like that, and you, uh, if there's a guy like that, you go after taking. Even if you look at the offensive tackle, you look at, you know, Daryl Wright, you know, with Tennessee, offensive tackle, big, you know, get after it, physical. I, I, I look, you know, now you really do, now you solidify your two tackles and you have them for, you know, two staples, two anchors on the, you know, to, to protect Justin Herbert. So uh, either way with me, I just can't miss. I just don't think the Chargers can't miss. If you're going to go interior line, offense or defense, you cannot miss because you were ferocious, atrocious last year, inconsistency in the run, pat and run defense and running the ball offensively. You are inconsistent, so you cannot miss. Telesco and this staff cannot miss if they go interior alignment or offensive line. Absolutely. There's there's a name, Isaiah Foskey, out of Notre Dame. He's probably a guy mocked to the Chargers, potentially taking him in the interior defensive line. But who are the Chargers going to take? I think last but not least, you can argue that the interior offensive line potentially needs help. We obviously know Slater's going to be at left tackle. Jamari Salyer, the sixth-round pick out of Georgia, was arguably better than Zion Johnson, the first-round pick out of Boston College for the Chargers. Corey Lindsley, Zion Johnson, Trey Pipkins. But they do need a backup center behind Lindsley, and they need some more depth at guard to compete with Brendan Jimenez for the backup swing job. It's probably not a day-one pick, obviously. But these are important holes. Teams win the draft not on their day one pick, but teams win the draft from their day two picks, their day three picks. Take a look at what Pete Carroll and Snyder did with the Seattle Seahawks this year. They made the postseason because they basically hit on every single one of their picks in last year's draft. Every single one of their picks, they hit. Those those pieces were integral, and it take them to the postseason. Sure, Geno Smith was good, but their rookie tackles were protecting Geno Smith that they hit on the fourth round, the fifth round. They got that corner. I forgot Trayvon Mullen or something right. that they hit on. So, uh the draft is such an important time that gets we are gets we get so obsessed with the first round and, and and but the beauty of the National Football League is it's not like the NBA draft where you can find stars really in the second round but you can find stars in the second round the third round the fourth round the fifth round in the NFL so i think scouting departments really really win here and that's why you see teams like Kansas City they get Chris Jones they find all these guys they they become franchise cornerstones so it's going to be imperative that the Chargers are able to do so um Low, I mean, besides that, you know, it hasn't been too crazy of an offseason. There's been, there hasn't been a ton of free agent action for the Chargers. We talked about this last time. They briefly, they signed Eric Kendricks, right, to kind of manhandle the, the linebacking position in the, in the middle there. But what are your, what are your general thoughts, you know, as a Charger franchise right now? I want to hear your thoughts actually on this with Jalen Hurts and his new contract. He signed a five year, $255 million deal, right, with a buck 75 guaranteed. Where do you see kind of the Justin Herbert contract talks going? Because that's basically the bar, and I'm sure Herbert's going to want something very similar to that. 
Yeah, I, I think that Herbert had to wait. I think you wait to the dust clear and see where he get what he was going to get, and that's good that he got a a runner up Super Bowl and he got good money. Jalen Hurts got good money, a lot of guarantee, and it's only what a four or five year deal. So he's young. He's going to come back to the table before he's even thirty years old. So Crazy. When, you of, when you look at his contract, that's good money for what he did. Uh, richest contract for his amount of time. I know Mahomes got five hundred million, but it's you know you know. 10 years. Ten years. So when you think about what he was able to do in his head and his agent, his first female agent to get a contract like that, kudos to them. So I think you, you are right. Now it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Lamar Jackson. Because now Lamar Jackson, even though he was MVP of the league and some of the things that he's done, he didn't get, he hasn't been to a Super Bowl. He hasn't, he has the playoff yelps. So now we got to look, and now you look at Justin Herbert. So I think that these are a barometer that these two guys are going to have hurdles now trying to pass this i don't think that neither one will get the money that he got but he did get a lot it's a good contract so i think it's going to be put justin and lamar jackson in great place it's going to be so interesting to see that i mean i i know we're, we talked about the chargers but this lamar stuff is is getting so interesting oh my God. because isn't it though tell me your take get break i, I know which is the charges but you guys just get give me everything that you know about what tell me what what are you thinking just bad agent bad bad he's getting bad uh, well, he counsel? doesn't have an agent. That's I know the problem, right? You uh, think he should get an agent? Is he getting bad counsel? His mother, whoever's helping him, who's ever someone's advising him. So, so, so here's the problem: uh, the Deshaun Watson contract put a false illusion into Lamar Jackson's mind that that was some normal contract. Deshaun Watson signed a five-year, two hundred thirty million dollar deal. Sure, but what was so significant about that contract was all two hundred thirty million of it was guaranteed money. No other big contracts like that. Lamar Jackson's going to the table and saying, listen, look, Deshaun got 230 guaranteed. I want 230 guaranteed. But even take a look at Jalen Hurts, who right now, if you were to ask GMs, they would take Hurts over Lamar Jackson. Right now, right? That's probably the case. Jalen Hurts signed a $250 million contract, but $80 million of that was not guaranteed money. So $170 million of that is going to his pocket. Now the rest has to be earned. So Deshaun got $60 more million guaranteed. The only reason Cleveland gave Deshaun that guaranteed money was because of this. They had a Super Bowl team. They had to get rid of Baker Mayfield, and they were desperate. They were desperate for a quarterback, and they got Deshaun Watson. But Lamar Jackson can't go to the negotiating table and be like, listen, I want Deshaun Watson's guaranteed money after what happened with the Jalen Hurts contract. That loses yeah. Lamar's leverage. I think Lamar Jackson at best can get what Jalen Hurts got, and I don't think he will. So – um, and he's getting hurt a lot. He gets hurt a lot. Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt. So um, I, I think Lamar Jackson, at the end of the day, listen, if you're that good, which you are, get the big deal and just get paid again when you're 29, bro. Like, uh, do, you, do you think he stays in Baltimore? Do you think it's what's what, what, what's say? Do you think now since he sees where Jalen Hurts at, do you think could his agent, he's got one week left, do you think any team jumps if now he changes the way he's thinking, his thought process? If there's any suitors, who would it be? If you had to name a couple teams, you say, look, he could fit that mold and it would throw this draft into a, a tailspin. We'll be three teams. I'll give you my three and you can think about it and I'll give you, you, you can give me yours. Mine would be the Indianapolis. I think with that running game and the offensive line that they have, I think you put him in there. They're instant AFC competitor. No, they're competing. The defense with Neforce Buckner and the guys they have, you put Lamar Jackson with that run game, that offensive line, those road graders, how they are, I think that's one. Give me one of yours. I would go the Atlanta Falcons. Um, 
It makes a ton of sense schematically. They literally tried to do it with Marcus Mariota. Uh, they took Desmond Ritter last year in the third round. Didn't really look good. Literally exactly what they want in a quarterback. Desmond Ritter trying to be with Lamar Jackson. Mariota, similar. Lamar Jackson makes all the sense in Atlanta. Uh, who's, your, who's your second team? Again, my second team, but and you know where I'm going with this, brother. I'm trading I'm trading Trey, I'm getting rid of Purdy, and I'm bringing Lamar Jackson, and I'm giving him a four-year deal, and I'll say, look, I'm not going to give you what Jalen Hurts, but I'm going to give you a little less, and I'll give you a, maybe $10 million less guarantee, but give me four years with Lamar Jackson with, here's the thing, here's the kicker, because he has that guy in the back, number 22, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's even, he's leaving. McCaffrey, you put Lamar Jackson, with McCaffrey, with his speed and his ability to read his own, with Debo and all the flanker and all the movement, with Kittle, the tight end. Lamar Jackson loves tight ends. He's great with the tight end. Now you have Kittle, the play action. Hey, diddle, diddle, Kittle down the middle. You're talking about moving the pocket with Lamar Jackson. The backside becomes the front side because of the bootlegs. All the different things Lamar Jackson could bring to that offense with that much speed on the Niners. Give me the Niners. Oh, I'm, I'm fired up. Yeah, I'd, I'd say another team I, I would take a look at is is the New England Patriots. Um, mm. I, you know, I, I I don't know how they feel about Mac Jones. Um, I think a byproduct of that could be his lack of weapons. I, I also think a byproduct of that is Mac Jones just being a system quarterback. And I yeah. think, listen, whenever there's a chance to get a Lamar Jackson, I think you got to do it. Now, I have no idea what's happening in Baltimore. What I do know is that they just signed Odell Beckham Jr. Odell's got to know something. I don't think Odell would go sign with the Ravens if Lamar was going to leave. Then again, I don't know if Odell's just chasing the bag, and I don't blame him. They gave him $18 million for one year, and he didn't even play last year. So <laughs> I don't. I mean, he may not even care who, who his damn quarterback is when he has 18 million reasons to smile. So right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's super interesting to see what Lamar Jackson gets. Yeah. Listen, I, I I would argue that Justin Herbert's going to want more than Jalen Hurts. I, I'm going to argue that because I would because, too. Because because Justin Herbert, sure he doesn't want a playoff game, but you can't compare these two situations. I mean, Jalen Hurts had the best offensive line in football. He had the best rushing attack in football. He had. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Oh, and by the way, the best defense in football. Now, I'm not taking away from Jalen Hurts because he was sensational in his own right, but I hate playing this game. But you plug in Justin Herbert in Philadelphia, shh, he has no more fingers for all the rings he's wearing on his fingers. So, I mean, like, I, I, it's it, it's like it, Justin Herbert, in my opinion, I'm not knocking on the Chargers low, but I don't think we've put him in the best position to be successful. Yeah, I think just I think Herbert's a great quarterback, and like you said, I'm not gonna you know rain on you know uh, his press parade because Herbert he's shown that he can do it, he can carry a team, he's been everything for the Chargers, and he's been slight of sensational um, at times. You know he you know he tried tried to do too much at times. You and I both said, hey, look, sometimes he you know tries to carry the team when he doesn't need to, and and hope because of the fact they don't have enough around him. But Jalen Hurts, you look at what he, the poise that he carries and the way that he commands and the consistency in which he plays and the way that his understanding and knowledge of the game and not necessarily living to fight on another day, not dangerous necessarily with the ball, like turnovers. I like the way that he protects the ball on a lot of things he does. He goes through his progressions. So I do like him a lot. It's going to be interesting because I don't know if the Chargers are going to give him more than, than you know, then I think it's going to be comparable. I think that they sh it should be very, very comparable because he's 
he's coming book, but then it's going to go also. And that's the thing that it, that's going to hurt. And that's why if you had me bet, not saying that he's not better, not saying that I wouldn't take him over just over, over Jalen, but here's the issue you have to look at when the agent and the team go to talk, he's going to say, well, I can't pay him more than this guy because look what he's done. And I know it doesn't make sense sometimes. And sometimes it's not right, but that's going to be the chargers bargaining chip. And there's one more team that I think Lamar Jackson, you're talking uh-huh. about where he could go. And that's how about the Tennessee Titans, a team mm. that you look at the where he's at and how he plays. And that could be another team that I think would, you know, because what they have at the quarterback position right now is not going to get it done. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting with Lamar Jackson. Listen, guys, at the end of the day, we shall find out what happens with the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert and company. What I do know is this. Every single year, the, the price of quarterbacks increase. Yeah. That Patrick Mahomes contract is looking like a bargain already. And he's going to be not even a top 10 paid quarterback in three years. So I think the Chargers need to pay Herbert now before paying him in a year when the price goes up another 7 to 8%. You have your guy. He is your guy. There are right. no questions. Justin Herbert is your quarterback. There is no excuse. They need to get it done, and they need to find a way. And listen, when you sign a franchise quarterback, it's difficult because you know now you don't have money to allocate elsewhere, but Justin Herbert is the head of the snake of this franchise. They got to find happen? a way. When would it happen? Would it, would it happen before the season? Are you saying during the season or uh, before the season or after? No, the season? I, it has to happen before the season. I don't want him going into year five. Was it going to be next year? If, if or year four, year five? If they don't have it done because this it, is four. Yeah, he's he's going. Yeah, this is year four. Crazy. Year, they got to get yeah. it done. They got to get it done. Pay the guy. Hurts just got done. Uh, who else needs to get done? Burrow's going to get more than Hurts, no doubt about it. I think Burrow's going to get more than Hurts, um, and I think Herbert. It's probably gonna get slightly less than Hurts. So I would say Burrow, I would say Burrow's gonna be first, and then I would say Hurts and then Herbert. And then I don't know what Miami does with Tua because when he was out there, he was very good. You know, he, when he was out there, but you know, he got they, the they're not gonna they're, they're not. He's you I I this might be I, I think that Tua will not I believe honestly it's it's interesting. I know we we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up. I don't know if Tua will play after this contract. I don't think Tua is going to be one of those guys. People say, oh, man, he got bad deal. That's wrong. You think he's going to retire? I don't think necessarily retire. I just think you're going to see people. There's not going to be a lot of teams lined up because of the injuries that he's had. I don't think you're going to have a very formidable market for Tua. Even if Tua takes Miami Dolphins and they do well next year and get to the playoffs and, you know, and they do do the thing, I do not think Tua is going to get that because I'm telling you, the images that you have of that guy laying on the field, in the type of concussions that he had playing football, I just don't think a franchise. I don't, and, and, and I don't think it has nothing to do with the size, the structure, and all that stuff. It has to do strictly on his injury, and I don't think a team and a franchise can risk three, four hundred million on a quarterback that you know has a, you know concussion prone. I guess we'll find out, everybody. That's Lorenzo Neal. I'm born in Azaria. Make sure you guys go check us out wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Music, Believe.com. We'll also have an NFL Draft edition here in about a week or so after the Chargers select in the, in the NFL Draft. So lots to discuss. Justin Herbert contract soon. What's going on with Austin Eckler, Lamar Jackson, and, of course, these rookie extensions coming up. So, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Smash that like and subscribe button. We're signing out, everybody. Peace Cheers. out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.